Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. Governor Pritzker and a number of state lawmakers want to bring more gambling to Illinois. Oh boy. Anita Bedell thinks that is a bad idea. Ms. Bedell is the executive director of Illinois Church Action on Alcohol and Addiction Problems, organization based in Springfield. We're conducting this interview outside the state capitol here in Springfield. Anita, it is your belief that more gambling through more casinos, more video poker machines, and through sports and internet gambling will lead to more addicted gamblers. That hurts families that hurts individuals, that hurts the state. Yes, it does. There are more than enough opportunities for people to gamble in Illinois. And this massive expansion of gambling will cause more harm to individuals, to families, and to to young people. And it's a very bad idea. Your organization puts the cost of expanded gambling at three to seven dollars for every one dollar in revenue. Well, if that's the case, why is the governor Why are his allies in the legislature so eager to create more gambling in Illinois? They're looking for more revenue, and uh, even though gambling has never solved any problems in Illinois, they are trying to to use it to get through uh, the the budget and the other um, expansion revenue that they want for this session. And with the Internet and uh, sports gambling, the, the cost is uh, $7 or more for every dollar of revenue. And what they've found from the states that have already legalized sports gambling, that the revenue is very low and not nearly as much as they expect. Not nearly the revenue that they expect. That has been the case with video poker for sure. It has. It took them six years to get to somewhere close to what they had estimated, and it's still not as much as they had promised. Well, one of the arguments that proponents are making in the quest for more gambling, that it will pump more revenue into addiction problems in the state, that the current system for helping addicted gamblers is broken, and this will help fix it. Well, the, um, the director of the Department of Human Services uh, testified in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, and she said that they don't have enough treatment centers uh, that are dealing with a gambling issue and they don't have any that are outside of Chicago. So what we told the committee was rather than expand gambling, this will cause too many more problems of, of addiction, too many problems of treatment, that they would be better off not expanding at all and try to address the problems that they currently have rather than add to them. Well, Speaker Madigan has kind of indicated that there are just too many factions on gambling. You have the video poker people, the racetrack people, the casino people, the sports gambling people. Does that mean that they can't get their heads together and work out a deal to bring more gambling to the state? Well, it's very difficult because you have current casinos, you have other um, municipalities that want casinos. So there's a lot of uh, gambling factions in play and they can't please everyone. The problem is, is they all want a capital construction bill, which way they try every 10 years. 
So if they can work out some kind of a deal at the very end of the session and pull it out quickly, then they don't worry about who they are pleasing. They just, once they cut the deal, then they have a vote. So it's a very dangerous time. So capital construction would mean like roads, bridges. I thought uh, hiking the gas tax was going to take care of that. Well, not, not a lot of people want the gas tax hikes. So uh, they, they'll do pulls. They'll, they'll see what they can, can do. But they seem like they always come back on, on gambling. And every time they do, they expand it and make it worse and harder for families. Well, what do you say to those folks who say, okay, you know, I want safe roads, I want uh, safe bridges, I don't want to be running over potholes uh, all the time, but uh, I sure don't want my gas taxes increased, and I don't gamble, so uh, maybe this is a good idea. That is the problem. The, the problem is when they put too many construction projects in, they're not all funded, and they're not all for roads and bridges. They're new buildings, other programs that legislators want that they they get to uh, to get their vote on on an issue so it, it might sound like roads and bridges are a good idea and and maybe you could fund it with gambling but the costs are too high and what they do with the money is is never enough to to do all the projects that they want you say the costs are too high give us a couple of examples of people you've talked to who uh, essentially had their lives their families destroyed by gambling and you've had some recent conversations along that line yes i have one woman said that she lost eight hundred dollars in one hour placing two dollar bets on video gambling machines so and now they want to double that that bet to four dollars i have another man that has called me he's in his 80s um, and he was a former alcoholic he was um, also addicted to tobacco was able to give those addictions up, but he's having a really difficult time struggle with video gambling machines because they are everywhere that he goes. So you just can't get away from these machines. And if you have internet and sports gambling, they will be in your home, they'll be on your phone. It'll be 24 hours a day. Young people today are attached to their phone. They don't know what they would do without their phone. And they can easily get around the, the restrictions and be able to bet online. So this is a very dangerous uh, expansion. Nita, before we go into more details about uh, internet and sports gambling, I'd like to kind of dwell on the idea of more casinos in Illinois. The mayor of Chicago is open to the idea of having a casino in Chicago. Speaker Madigan seems like uh, he could go along with that, whether it be privately owned or city owned. There's a real danger there for the people of Chicago. Yes, there is, especially with uh, a city-owned casino. There's so much corruption in the city. They've had problems with the um, red light cameras and other things that they would, would do. So having a, a casino that is open and available to so many people would cause a lot of harm because it, they target the, the vulnerable, the addicted, and the poor. Anita, is there one big casino bill out there? Well, they're still working on them. There, there's several bills. Some legislators want everything in one bill. Some want separate bills. So it, it's hard to know. They just came up with a new bill for sports gambling by itself. But they're working on a bill for casinos and expansion of video gambling and also sports gambling together. So it's you never know what's going to happen till the, the end of the session. And 
they're running out of time so anytime they try to squeeze something through at the last minute it's all full of errors and flaws and it's not not good for the people. Anita I heard a lawmaker say that you know one thing about casinos as opposed to sports gambling or internet gambling casinos actually create jobs you have to build a casino and then you have uh, full-time workers right there in a casino they're making a salary, they're paying taxes. Well, a lot of those jobs are in construction and as soon as the casino's built, those jobs are gone. And many of the casino jobs are part-time. Uh, the casinos, I think at one time, had over 11,000 jobs. Now they're down to like 800 jobs. So they're, they're not permanent jobs. Again, when you expand and put a casino into a new community, people who have never gambled uh, at the casino before will go because it's available and it's right there. It's tempting. Yes. Yeah, it looks, let's have a little fun, but that can lead to addiction. Yes, it can. And up to 30 to 50% of the revenue at casinos comes from addicted gamblers. Oh my. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We will continue our conversation with Anita Bedell with Illinois Church Action on alcohol and addiction problems right after this. Oh, the headlines. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. These 25 white men, all Republicans, just voted to ban abortion in Alabama. Of all the hyperbolic, misleading headlines following recent legislation passed in Georgia and Alabama, that one from The Guardian took the cake. For extra effect, the article provided images of each of the Alabama legislators who voted to effectively ban abortion in the state to show just how white and male they really are. For a bit of historical context, my colleague Shane Morris posted another image of a group of almost all white men on his social media feeds the Supreme Court in 1973. That group of men overrode state sovereignty and forced on America abortion on demand. So if Tuesday's vote is illegitimate because of gender or race, why wouldn't Roe be illegitimate for the same reason? Truth is, of course, arguments and laws don't have genders and they don't have races. The question that must be answered about abortion and about the morality of our laws is quite simple. Does abortion take the life of an innocent human being or not? For more on faith and culture, come to breakpoint.org. I'm John Stone Street. Have you ever noticed how many churches sit empty throughout the week? Well, Freedom Project Academy wants to change that. And it's a simple concept. Partner with churches across the country to provide fully accredited, biblically-based online classes that allow every church that sits empty Monday through Friday to start their own school. Let's fill up our churches all week long. Visit Freedom Project Academy because together we can faithfully educate America. Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with Anita Bedell with Illinois Church Action on Alcohol and Addiction Problems. We're conducting this interview outside the State Capitol building in Springfield. The big push this year, and I know that Governor Pritzker is on the front lines of this, is to bring sports and internet gambling to Illinois. I don't think people really understand what that is people who don't gamble, but what is it and just how dangerous is it? Well, they want uh, sports gambling to be conducted at casinos, at racetracks, off-track betting parlors, video gambling parlors, and then also on the internet. So people would have access to sports betting on their phones, 
on their computers, on mobile devices, so they could gamble anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, right from their phone. But, you know, only adults will be doing this, right? Well, they wanted to start at 21. The problem is that young people have grown up with gambling. They have access to phones. They like sports. And they know how to get around uh, the restrictions that they have on the Internet. So they can bypass it, and little Johnny can run up a gambling tab, a uh, couple thousand dollars, 10,000 what? They've uh, run tabs over $100,000 or more in uh, the United Kingdom where it is legal. They had one 13-year-old boy get his, his dad's credit card, took a picture of it with his phone, signed up for the internet, uh, sports wagering in a few minutes, and racked up almost $80,000 worth of debt on a company credit card. And mom and dad don't know about it? They didn't know it till the auditors came in to audit the company where his dad worked. Oh my goodness. Young people don't understand. They play games on their computers or their cell phones and to them when they are gambling it's just like playing another game and they don't realize how much how fast they can lose money and they have no accountability for it. And it's just a way to get people addicted so easily addicted. Right. The the rate of addiction is very high. Uh, it's the rate of uh, adult addiction is very high but for uh, young people, it's double the amount of, of the addiction for adults. So these young people can get into trouble really quickly. And what they don't realize, this is a lifelong uh, addiction. We have people that have, have called us that haven't gambled for, for years, but when you've got video gambling machines every place, if you're going to have uh, sports gambling every place, they're going to get in trouble again. And this harms their families harms family. So it's just not the kids that this is going to be a big problem for. It's going to be the moms and dads too. We had one young person that we knew whose parents called us because they thought he was uh, using drugs. What they found out, he was gambling on sports on his computer at school, um, had to drop out because he stopped going to classes. He just was betting all the time. We're already betting on the horses at the racetracks and what have you. What's the big deal? It takes a, a, a lot of knowledge to, to bet on, on some of those horse races. But with the, um, the sports betting, you're not just betting on who wins and who loses. They want in-game uh, betting so that you would be able to bet throughout a game. They also want it at the sports stadiums so that you would be betting on if, is the next pitch going to be a fastball or a curveball. And so there'd be constant betting. So someone who has a problem with gambling, they're not going to be able to get away with it. They could lose everything. And you also have the problems of, uh, of fans. If someone uh, drops a ball, is it going to be on purpose or is it going to be a, a mistake? And these people who have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars betting on this, you know, what are going to be the, the problems with, with the athletes, with the um, referees, and, and with the fans that are there? Well, so if a referee decides to throw a flag in the fourth quarter on a defensive play, you're going to say, huh, I wonder if he had uh, money on the game. There could be problems. Well, this puts the lives of some of these betters at risk, uh, these players at risk. The gambling interest they know where they live. That's right. The, the Players Association has testified at least twice saying that, that people know where they live, they know 
where their wives sit in the stands. Uh, they know where they go out to eat after a game, and they're concerned about what's going to happen to them and their families. Uh, they're also concerned that uh, people will have the information about their health and their heart rate and things, personal information like that, that, that nobody should have to, to, in order to just to place a bet. Wow. Well, well, they know if a horse is a mutter already, so they'll, they'll go even deeper if we go to sports betting. Right, and it's bad enough that they're they're betting on animals, but you know to bet on on these professional athletes and and they want to bet on on college students. But there's a big pushback from the college athletic organizations. They don't want sports betting. No, they don't because they know that it's going to harm their players. You know, people are going to be watching those those young athletes and and telling people, you know, anything that, about them to, to try to get an edge. And that puts those players in danger. And also it puts temptation in the, with all those young people. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I love to watch uh, pro football and college football and baseball and what have you. This comes, I'm going to have to say, I wonder if this game is fixed or if somebody's on the take here. That's going to be a problem because in, in Europe, they've had problems with uh, in tennis and in soccer um, with players being bought off and, and throwing games. And um, so that, that will be a problem. And people are going to be working. You know, for so many years, gambling was illegal on sports because of all the scandals that they had. And this could recur again with the legalization of sports gambling. All right. The Supreme Court said sports gambling is okay. No, this, that's not what the Supreme Court said. They said until the federal government makes a decision, the states could decide on their own. They didn't say it was legal. They said the states could decide on their own. So um, it's a bad idea, and it's not something that Illinois should, should open the door to. Well, with all the competing interests out there, it seems like this is going to get bogged down once again. We've talked about gambling in the past. Every year it comes up. But do you think there's um, more energy for gambling this time out? I think there's many uh, legislators who are willing to vote for it uh, because they want the, the revenue. But that's why it's important for those legislators to hear from people in their, their districts. Uh, unless they hear from constituents, you know, they're going to be listening to the, the lobbyists and, and all the money they could make. There, there's a lot of exaggerated expectations for the amount of money that's coming in. They are not working that way in other states, but unless they hear from you, they will vote uh, for gambling. And if they don't pass it at the end of the month, they could decide to bring this up in January again, couldn't they? So we need to keep the heat on. Well, they could bring it up in the veto session, which is in October or November. So that's why this, this issue will continue if it's not um, voted on in May. So that's why people need to continue to talk to their legislators and share information with their churches and let everyone know what is going on because this is a massive expansion that will affect everyone. Have you heard any pastor say anything about gambling in the last couple of months. You had to think about uh, it. I have to think about it. I'm not hearing it. No, there's there's a lot of silence. But um, internet and sports gambling are, are something that will impact everyone, especially the young people and young males who are, are working. In Europe, they've had um, 
25 to 35 year olds commit suicide at least two a day because of gambling. Some have left the country, but they can't get away with it because they gamble on their sports. They're getting nudges from um, these gambling companies. So it's if you care about young people and and you um, and your families, this is something you need to really talk to your legislators about and tell them how harmful this will be. Maybe tell your pastor too, and uh, maybe he could say something from the pulpit about this. Another thing maybe a pastor ought to be talking about is the possible legalization of uh, today's high-potency superweed, high-potency marijuana. It seemed like at the start of the legislative session, lawmakers are all gung-ho to do this. Governor Pritzker's all for it. But a number of lawmakers say that we ought to slow down on this. Is marijuana dead, or do we still have to have our guard up? Oh, it's, you still have to have your guard up um, because of, of what will happen. But it, we're starting to see people question it, especially the, the public. They did a poll and found out that only 41 percent uh, support the legalization of, of marijuana. Polls that they did in January showed 67 percent. So this is something that the more people hear about, the, the more they are opposed to. Well, what are they hearing? Uh, are they hearing that it's not your daddy's weed, this is the high potency stuff. It's dangerous. It's dangerous and they're also concerned about the highway safety because so many people are, are going into the, uh, in, are starting to drive cars. They are, have been drinking and using marijuana and there have been a lot of accidents and they, had, they pulled someone over in the St. Louis area for transporting marijuana from from Colorado, 113 pounds of marijuana, plus THC in these cartridges that you can vape. And so this is what's coming at. There are young people that are, are vaping cigarettes now, but it, once they start uh, vaping marijuana, it's going to be terrible. They had someone in Georgia that had was taken to the hospital because he vaped something. He thought it was uh, tobacco, it was marijuana. and he almost died. So this is something that, that people need to be aware of, that it's very high potency and it has uh, detrimental effects on everyone. The fact that folks go to church or they're homeschooled, uh, they're not immune from this, are they? No, they are not. And um, I know in, in Colorado, they've had uh, children go to their grandparents' house and, and get marijuana that, that was supposed to be for medicine. So, you know, it's going to be everywhere. And uh, children have and, and babies and teenagers, they're not going to see anything wrong with it. They're not going to be able to distinguish marijuana from regular products, and there are going to be a lot of accidents and emergency room visits and, and addiction because of this drug. Well, think of the landscape of Illinois if this is legalized for recreational use. It's not just going to be legalized. It's going to be commercialized. It's going to be all over. That's right. So you just look at the commercials that we have uh, for alcohol and uh, that will be increasing for, for marijuana because there will be billboards, advertisements in newspapers. It will be every place, especially social media. Social media. Well, one of the arguments that the governor and uh, the uh, allies of marijuana are making here in Illinois is that this is going to be an, an equity bill and we're going to expunge the records of uh, 
people who have uh, marijuana convictions. And we're going to put money into uh, disadvantaged communities so they can have uh, marijuana shops run by uh, maybe ex-offenders. And this is going to be a good thing. That's going to be a disaster. Um, you know, the end of statewide NAACP is opposed to the legalization of marijuana. A lot of these um, in low-income and minority neighborhoods, they are already devastated by all the alcohol stores that are in their neighborhood. So if you're going to put marijuana stores in there and have ex-convicts who were former drug dealers in there selling it, this is a, just a recipe for disaster and something that that will harm uh, the minorities even more than they are now. Ex-drug dealers running marijuana shops. What could go wrong, right? That's right. Yeah. Maybe if they want to talk about the criminal justice system and expunging marijuana records, that's a separate bill. It should be, yes. People need to be in contact with their lawmakers now and in the weeks to come about marijuana and about gambling. Let's start with gambling first. Yes, they need to call their state representatives at 217-782-2000 and tell them not to expand any more gambling. They have more than enough opportunities to gamble and if gambling is put on the internet and made even more accessible in our communities, people will become harmed and families will be devastated. You said state representatives. It's the house where the big fight is now? Yes, it is. All right. And if you don't know who your state representative is or your state senator, you can go on to IllinoisFamily.org and click Officials Finder. You'll type in a little information. You'll get the information you need. Now, people also need to be speaking out over the coming days, weeks, months about marijuana. Yes, they do. Again, uh, call your rep state representative and senator in Springfield at 217-782-2000. Uh, you can also visit them at their district offices and let them know that you are opposed to the legalization of marijuana. Well, there are enough problems with, with alcohol and adding that by legalizing another drug will be devastating for our state. How can people uh, connect with Illinois Church Action on alcohol and addiction problems? Not only connect, but maybe help you guys out. Yeah, they can go to our website at www.ilc3asp.org or call us at 217-546-6871. That's 217-546-6871. Anita Bedell, thank you so much. God bless you and the work of your organization. Thanks so much for joining us here on Illinois Family Spotlight. And thank you for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Do us a favor, tell a friend about Spotlight, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.